Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the WAN Show. It's going to be a fantastic show today. WAN Show! WAN Show! It's the f WAN Show! I love this button. Have we gotten you a GoXLR yet? No. You got to get your uh, own swear button. I think, it's, I think it's my fault, though. I think I'm supposed to go pick one up or something. Go pick one up. Go pick one up. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. You can have your own swear button it's the best thing ever all right guys we got a lot of great topics for y'all today apple silicon apple silicon is real it's coming is wrong. it's coming and there's been a lot of controversy a little bit of controversy about apple silicon so we're going to be talking about that for sure also in other more gaming related news a couple of next-gen consoles freaking launched. I was playing around with the PlayStation 5 yesterday. Uh, David, who you guys probably know best as one of our regulars on our Carpool Critics movie podcast, or as one of our camera operators, actually is taking his first crack at writing an LTT video. It started oh. with, hey, David, um, James and I are both tied up today. Can you go ahead and uh, do some like image quality comparisons between the Series X and the PS5? And then ended up with David went and took the initiative and like wrote an entire script for comparing the for comparing the next gen consoles. Um, I will, well, OK, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I am very excited to shoot that video. What else we got? That's cool. Um, also, TSMC is building a $3.5 billion 5 nanometer fab in Arizona. Very cool. Billion. And user benchmark gets blasted what? on social media due what? to inaccurate CPU ranking. User benchmark? You're that user benchmark getting blasted is a headline topic? What about YouTube canceling Rewind? Oh. When's, you don't want to talk time? about... You know, when's the last time when's the last time you cared about a rewind you don't want to talk about youtube canceling rewind when's the last time you liked a rewind i want to be in rewind <laughs> and if they cancel it i will never get a chance that's going to be one more thing will smith is better than me at make your own rewind <laughs> we could we could make our we could do tech rewind but first yeah. we're going to do tech fast forward to after the intro boom legit do like a Uh, what, 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 what's his face? Uh, Brett did one. Uh, UFD Tech. He did one, I think, last year, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was cool, but you could, like... Way better than the regular ones. It was. I'm not willing... See, the problem with, the problem with the whole, uh, rewind thing. Oh, lordy, I, uh... Oh, well, that's a little awkward. I don't have the artwork for the sponsors um well that's something i'll have to fix at some we, point we just like uh buy time for a little bit no 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 we good we good we good okay. i mean All what right. what, what okay. do sponsors pay for the show like <laughs> come on We're nerds yeah exactly who, who pays for shows yeah, who, who cares what they think it's a it's a terrible show it's a terrible show <laughs> all right <clears throat> so william cli on the forums managed to be the first to create or at least one of the people who created a thread about apple silicon now i know a lot of you guys are going to be tuned in to watch me address all the things that i got wrong in my video about their new m1 silicon but first why don't we run through exactly what apple announced at their event this week so it would after be great if you could avoid getting things wrong because they would talk to you about stuff um 
No, they wouldn't. After literally years of speculation, <laughs> speculation the announcement was made um, at this year's WWDC in June, and Apple has now finally unveiled three new Macs based on their M1 chip, Apple's in-house SoC. Now, an in-house SoC from Apple is actually nothing new. They've been doing that for over 10 years. But an in-house SoC designed for anything other than a traditionally mobile device like a phone or an iPad, that is a new thing. Okay, strictly speaking, an Apple TV is not a phone or an iPad, but it's a phone or iPad. I mean, come on. Um, all right. So the M1 is a package-on-package package design that integrates multiple chips, CPU, GPU, I.O., Secure Enclave, and a neural engine together into one stacked package with several advantages, including lower latency, smaller footprint, and simpler power delivery. So the RAM is built directly into the package now as a unified pool of memory. Um, it's accessible by the CPU, GPU, and Neural Engine, and we're hoping to see some kind of performance improvement on account of that level of integration. But this has the side effect of limiting your memory options to 8 gigs or 16 gigs max with no expansion possible. Total power consumption has been estimated at 18 watts, with Apple's slides showing 10 watts. Uh, bear in mind, guys, you know, the performance per watt of a chip varies wildly depending on how close you are to the very edges of its capabilities. Uh, so depending on how Apple had it clocked, uh, it's quite possible that it'll run at 18 watts, even though they were talking about how efficient it was at 10 watts. It's also possible that it will only run at 18 watts for short periods of time, like during a, a bursty load, for example. Obviously, that's the kind of stuff that until we have hands-on with these systems, we can't really make any, any educated guesses about. Uh, Apple claims that the M1 is the world's fastest CPU core, but crucially omitted real-world comparison points that would lend credibility to that claim. It's important to remember that ARM is very, very different from x86, so it matters a lot which workloads they're using for comparison. Uh, even between comparatively much more similar CPU cores from AMD and Intel, some workloads prefer one design over another. Like, you can have... I, I mean, it's something I've been asked, if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me, you know, why is AMD only clocked at, you know, 4.2 gigahertz and Intel is clocked at 4.9 gigahertz and the AMD one is just as fast? Because they're not the same thing. They execute the same code, sort of, Yeah. sort of. But they're not the same thing. Architecturally, they are very, very different. I mean, going back to when I was first getting into this stuff, you know, one of the biggest revolutionary changes that's happened with x86 in the time that I've been an enthusiast was integrating the memory controller onto the CPU die. What it did was it drastically lowered memory latency in a way that had an enormous impact on performance. They were both still x86 chips, but one of them was just way faster. Um, so th it's absolutely possible that Apple's chips are, you know, freaking incredible. But what we don't know is while doing what? Um, so for example, media encode and decode is handled via hardware blocks in Apple Silicon, while previous Macs relied on software. The result is more speed and better efficiency for Apple Silicon, but this has actually nothing to do whatsoever with the CPU core itself. Anantech, though, is under the impression that it will live up to Apple's claims, and the first 
three M1 Macs are going to be the MacBook Air for $999. It's fanless, so I'd be surprised if that one goes over that 10 watts that Apple was talking about. A 400-nit display, headphone jack, and 18-hour battery. The MacBook Pro at $1,300 with a 500-nit P3 display, touch bar, woo, headphone jack, and 20-hour battery. And the Mac Mini for $700 with no internal expansion, no 10-gig Ethernet option, and... Um, none of the new Macs seem to offer any differentiation between their M1 implementations and all have a maximum of two Thunderbolt slash USB 4.0 ports. And it's sort of uh, a little bit of a question mark right now what exactly they mean by Thunderbolt and why exactly it would be that these Thunderbolt ports do not support external GPUs because an external GPU is pretty much just connected via PCI Express, which is what is the underlying technology for Thunderbolt. Um, so why exactly it is that it wouldn't support external GPUs is not clear. We've ordered all three, so get subscribed so you don't miss our coverage. Let's talk about the things I got wrong here, though. What'd you get wrong, Linus? I, I can't think of anything. In the video, I you said, said it was an iPad. It is. It is an iPad. No, you said you said the the chip is an iPad. Uh, okay. Did I did I specifically word it that way? That that is probably that is probably possible. No, I no, that's not the way I worded it. No, I'm just. I'm, I said I'm that the guessing. I said that the new machines were iPads without a touchscreen, iPads with iPad with a touch bar, and then iPad with no touchscreen or touch bar or something. Something like that. So, I don't know what to throw at you, so I was just is if if Twitch chat or or Floatplane chat gives me something, I'll, I'll challenge them. But I I don't I have not been able to figure it out. So, so what I didn't do was take Apple at face value. There are a couple of things that probably are valid criticisms of the video. I was a little bit snarky because, and you know, I'll own this because it tends to put me in a bad mood when brands get out on stage and make vague and unsubstantiated claims. And that really is what Apple did. Apple went and launched a product with a lot of unlabeled graphs and a lot of very, very, um, well, how do I put this? A lot of very optimistic claims about this product without really, in my mind, addressing some of what I expect to be very real problems for early adopters. Because the reality of it is, if I'm expected to review this product today, I have to evaluate it the way that it is today. And so, in my mind, Apple was pretty disingenuous about the way that they presented, not necessarily the M1 silicon, but the products that they are equipping with it. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say about it other than this is a clear downgrade in some obvious ways while offering hopefully an upgrade based on unlabeled graphs. Another thing that we could have gotten, uh, we could have gotten right if we had waited longer to make the video was we were really frustrated that Apple didn't get specific about the comparison systems that they were using. And I've been, oh, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, Riley knows how to get in touch with me. All right, um, 
And I've been informed that Apple has actually added more information to the bottom of the web page for the new M1 processor um, about what systems were used for comparison. The problem, though, is that it's still not very specific. So during the presentation, that information wasn't available, wasn't made immediately obvious. And then, yes, it was added later to a product page, which we didn't see because this was a video that we rushed out because we were reacting to the announcement. Um, but it's still not very specific. It still just says stuff like Core i3. Like, okay, there's a lot of Core i3 processors out there. It would be really nice if, like a company that's confident in their product, you just came out and said, it's a Core i3, here's the model number, it was integrated in this particular laptop, because that's actually really important for mobile products because you can have the exact same Core i3 configured to different TDPs with very different performance characteristics. Um, so when I titled the video, that's the last thing that I probably got wrong. When I titled the video, I probably shouldn't have used the word dumpster fire. I thought it was obvious that I was evaluating Apple's event. In fact, that is the title of the video, which I have not altered. I think it's uh, Apple M1 Silicon Announcement, a slow motion dumpster fire, because there's a lot of stuff that was wrong about the way that they did that. Um, there are some other problems that I have too. People who are defending the move to Apple Silicon and the M1, and in particular the new Mac, seem to be under the impression that I think it's horrible. I said right at the end of the video, I think this is going to end up good. But what I also said is, I think that these first products are going to end up abandoned, much like the Apple Watch Series Zero, and, which didn't even merit a proper name. They literally referred to it as Series Zero. You were literally a beta tester, which is what I said in my review of it. Like, sorry, not sorry. Looks like I was right. Um, and then the same thing that happened to the iPad, which got something like two generations of iOS less support than any other full-sized iPad. Uh, and it actually got, I think, three or four generations of less iOS support compared to the iPad too. Like, Apple has a history of doing this. Why are we pretending that they don't? I never said that it's going to be slow. I never said that they're not going to succeed in this transition. A lot of the things that are I'm sort of being accused of, like hating Apple or whatever, didn't happen. I just do not appreciate nonsense in keynotes, and I don't appreciate paying to beta test products. I don't like it from Apple, and I wouldn't like it from anyone, and nobody should. Why are we accepting these clear compromises? I was getting, people are giving me a really hard time. Uh, I saw quite a few comments. Lawrence, what are you talking about? There's no memory expansion. That hasn't been a thing on MacBooks for ages. Apple announced three products. One of them was a Mac mini. The last generation Mac mini has sodium slots. You can upgrade your memory in the Mac mini. You can also have 10 gig networking. Why doesn't Apple have the option for 10 gig networking? I am a Mac mini customer. I literally own three Mac minis for work. And the reason I bought them was because they were actually very compelling little machines. I didn't need them to perform great over a long period of time. Didn't care if they thermal throttled. They had good networking at an affordable price and they run Mac OS, which we needed for some tool that we were using for ingesting footage. So it's like, I am actually a customer for this product. And I am looking at this new generation product going, oh, you managed to derp it. 
good job. Maybe it has a fast CPU or whatever that like hopefully works in a broad range of applications, except, oh, oops, freaking Photoshop isn't ready for at least a couple of months. Photoshop's not ready. Is it really that crazy for me to come out and say, Apple rushed this thing? All right, I've talked for a long time. I'm so sorry, Luke. No, I, you fine. might have even tuned I, out by this point, but what, I, what's your take? Pe pe people think I have resting angry person face, by the way. I was reading stuff and trying to watch a video, which was uh, one of uh, Jonathan Morrison's responses to your video on Twitter. Oh, okay. And I, I look over to the flow plane chat. And everyone's like, are you okay? Why is he so mad? I'm like, I'm just watching a video. <laughs> and I'm not even like mad about the video. I like, it's, everything's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, th I think um, Jonathan Morrison's example was interesting. Uh, it's interesting, but irrelevant. I mean, it's a completely apples to oranges comparison. Um, you're looking at fixed function hardware versus like software encoding. Hey, Luke, you know a thing or two about encoding. Um, you want to want to explain to us why comparing that sort of thing doesn't make a ton of sense? There, yeah, it's it's com <sighs> it's it's totally different jobs. It's yeah. not like they're you're you're asking for completely different stuff to do completely different things. Um, and like honestly, for a lot of users, I can yeah. understand why that would be interesting. Sure, because they don't care about that. They care about how long it takes to output the video. Absolutely. And what Apple did is great for mobile users who are recording a video on their phone and then want to upload it to YouTube or a social media platform or whatever the case may be. Uh, it, it's perfect for that. Uh, the problem is that you can't build fixed function hardware to address every rando edge case that you would encounter yeah. on yeah. a desktop or a laptop or in a desktop or laptop environment. Um, you know, today w was a perfect example. I'm working on a project that I can't really talk about. It's not my project. It's someone else's project. So I really can't give you guys any details. But there's a lot of people collaborating from different locations because coronavirus um, and the people who are working on this project are going to get a lot of different kinds of footage encoded at different resolutions and different bit rates. They're going to be combining them all into one timeline. And I pretty much guarantee you that Apple is not going to be able to build in the fixed function, decode and encode hardware for all of these different things. And that's, yeah, that's one of the disadvantages of a more generalized architecture. Yup, that's a disadvantage, but or rather, that's one of the advantages, is that it's not as fast. That's the disadvantage when the conditions are right, but it can handle pretty much anything. Uh, so, so someone in the Flowplane chat said, I'm going to change their wording slightly, but um, says a person who loves Intel QuickSync. QuickSync is cool. I wouldn't describe myself as a person who loves Intel QuickSync. There's a time and a place for it. When you want to do a quick and dirty encode, QuickSync is freaking awesome. Like, for example, uh, what was I trying to do a little while ago? I don't remember. There was some reason. Okay, this wasn't a little while ago. Wow, this would have been a long time ago. Uh, there was some reason that I was trying to encode um, a, a bunch of seasons of a show that I had ripped from Blu-ray. 
and I wanted to copy them onto a phone, and this was before I was using Plex, so I had to do this manually. So I got some tool that supported QuickSync, and I used it to make like 480p copies of all the episodes, and it ran many times faster than using CPU and code. That was yeah. an example of a time that QuickSync was flipping awesome. The quality, not as good, but boy, was it ever done fast. And given that I was going to be watching it on a phone, I didn't care. And that's an example of a time that a mob that's or that's an illustration of what I mean by uh, fixed function hardware being great for like a mobile optimized experience, but not necessarily the best thing for desktop or laptop. I'm not saying it's bad. In fact, I never said in the video, I never said it was going to be bad. I just said, this is a lot of nonsense. This is a lot of hand waving without any substance. And I don't like that. And we're going to have to wait until we get the product. Are you muted? Or are you just not talking? No, nope. one sec. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> So, you know, uh, Abdul Muiz says, Linus, can't wait for you to take back your words. What words would I take back? That was my point earlier. Check disc. I didn't check what, sorry? Check Discord really quick. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't actually say that it was bad. I just had, I tend to lean towards skepticism whenever I am not given concrete data. That is my tendency. And it also speaks a lot in my mind to the confidence that a brand has about their new product. It tends to be that when they get really specific, I mean, a perfect example of this is NVIDIA when they launched their RTX 3000 series. They got real specific about what was good about these things and why they were going to be the absolute harbinger of embarrassment for poor AMD Radeon who hadn't managed to release a decent graphics card in forever. Um, it, it just, it exudes confidence. Uh, another perfect example of this is AMD's Ryzen 5000. I mean, they were putting information out about these things, what, like a month before launch? When you think there is any chance whatsoever that your competition has anything on you. You keep your cards real close to your chest. And when you think that there's a chance that what you're releasing just, quite frankly, ain't that good, you get real vague in your launch materials. It's a pattern that I've seen time and time and time again. So when I see it, I go, oh, not this again. All right, well, let's see how it goes. And I find it very frustrating. Yeah, I'm not super uh, nose to the ground on this, but I, I, I think it will make a lot more sense for people to be critical about it. Um, like, I don't know, later, if that makes sense. So what I'll be doing is I'll be, it's realistically, it's going to be Anthony who's going to go through and evaluate the M1 silicon component of all of this. He's far more familiar with the macOS environment. In fact, he's been writing... I think basically all of our Mac content for the better part of the last couple of years. Um, and then as for mobile, I mean, this is this is kind of a funny thing because like Riley's been the guy when it comes to iPad in particular. 
Like he was the one who, you know, really, really pushed for doing more content, particularly around the iPad Pro as uh, well as a laptop. Um, that's another really funny thing is that just because I called the new MacBook Air an iPad doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that's good. It's just that it's an iPad. The iPad Pro is actually really sick. And we made a video talking about the use, the, the argument to be made for the iPad Pro as a laptop. We came away with very positive impressions of it. So all this is, is an iPad Pro that has the keyboard pre-attached and doesn't have a touchscreen. A lot of people seem to interpret my tone, which, yeah, arguably probably could have been more positive, but I was in a pretty irate mood because of the way that Apple was sort of being vague and Apple about it. Um, I think a lot of people basically took my words and twisted them into something that they were not. I said, yeah, it's an iPad. And it fundamentally is. It's an iPad with a higher thermal target. Um, and that's fine. We already said that's a pretty good experience. So, And higher thermal targets can take a lot or can change a lot, sorry. Absolutely. Uh, especially as we've seen in the past, some of these devices are like pretty significantly throttled. Sometimes, es not always. Especially uh. with modern processors that do a really good job of balancing their power and turboing up, you know, one or even just or two or even just one core to get things done in a really snappy fashion. Um, Absolutely. All right. So I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Let's see if anyone's uh, anyone in float plane. Yeah. Okay. Nothing else to really say about it. I'm really looking forward to checking them out. I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but I think that it's going to be very, very difficult to recommend these things right out of the gate. That's just all there is to it. Um, it's the kind of thing that I almost wonder if we need to review twice. And, and to be fair, yeah. um, this is another one where like, I think people might uh, grab what you just said and pull more out of it than there, than there might be. Uh, because you almost recommend nothing right out of the gate. Well, yeah, it's it's tough. I've I mean, said forever, wait for wait for proper reviews, which there aren't yet. Yeah, but there and can't be a proper a, review of something that's like not done. And for another one, wait for user reviews. So it's really tough right now. Like Apple's in a Apple's in a you know I I don't feel too bad for them. I mean, this is absolutely their own their own situation they've created. Um, but they're in a bit of a, a tough transition period right now. I mean, our review of the most recent iMac was going to be was very similar to what I think we're going to end up with with the first Apple Silicon Macs, where we basically said, well, it's the best iMac that you shouldn't buy. And we didn't say you shouldn't buy it because the performance is bad or the screen's bad or really anything. I mean, we did we did criticize the fact that the design is like, how many years old is that? Is that shell at this point? I can't remember. It's like really old. The bezels are not looking very 2020 or even like 2018 at this point. Um, so we did criticize that, but we said, look, the reason you shouldn't buy it is because we just don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how long it's going to get support in future macOS updates. Uh, we don't know what performance is going to look like for the inevitable replacements. Um, and we're going to have to say the same thing here. If it was if it was me for my specific use case, which is where I want 10 gig networking uh, in a nice compact machine that runs macOS, 
I'd be I'd be scooping up Intel based ones right and left to make sure that I don't freaking run out of them because Apple has clearly no replacement for my use case at all. And if your use case happens to be that you, you know, shoot short films on your iPhone and you just want a, a like a, a, a laptop to edit them on and then you upload them to YouTube or whatever, Apple Silicon might be freaking perfect for you. If you're a developer, however, and you rely on, let's say, for example, virtual hardware virtualization support, I haven't actually seen Apple address that yet. Does the M1 support virtualization at all? Uh, I, I'm actually I'm actually asking that question. I legitimately don't know. Here we go. Parallels desktop, virtualization features that are brought to the Mac with the Apple One. Linux virtual machine flawlessly on Apple Silicon. Okay, let's see how performance is in a VM though. So then would the Photoshop thing cool. be as big of a deal? It depends. Because like what, what, uh, what, what some other people have been bringing up yeah. is that you could just run it in Rosetta. So, and then it should be significantly faster there. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But we don't know. We can't know until we try it. Right. Um, yeah, we can't know until we try it. Oh, actually, I do have one more thing to say about this. It's also been very interesting seeing people pull up Geekbench as though it's like the be-all and end-all of performance benchmarks to indisputably prove that Apple M1 Silicon is the best thing. It's like, okay. You know why we don't use Geekbench in our reviews? Like, unless we're working with a Mac or trying to do a cross-platform comparison? Do you have any idea why we don't do that? Luke? Luke? Bueller? No, Bueller? actually. Anyone? Because it's not a very good benchmark. I assumed. It's just not <laughs> particularly meaningful. It doesn't run for very long, so it doesn't tell you anything about thermal throttling. Um, it's, no, it's very synthetic. You know, it's not something that we would consider to be real world. Um, we don't use it because it sucks. So, yeah, the thing is on the PC, you have tons of other benchmarking applications available to you that unfortunately are not Mac compatible because in a lot of cases, those workloads, like whether they're CAD or scientific ones or whatever the case may be, have just been, well, they've completely abandoned the Mac because Apple went so flipping long without making a decent Mac for these people. Um, Brandon is sending me a video right now. This is interesting. Okay, so anyway, so uh, Geekbench. Geekbench is interesting. It's a data point, but it is not the be-all and end-all. And so we don't put too much stock in it, and that has always been the case. The last thing is, oh, and App Linus is an Apple hater. Don't listen to him because he's an Apple hater. I don't hate anything. And it's really interesting seeing those seeing those uh, conversation threads go back and forth because someone will say, you know, oh, don't, uh, don't listen to this guy. He's an Apple hater. And someone else will say, well, what about this very positive review he gave to Apple product X, Y, or Z? And the person will basically just go like, well, that doesn't count. Then, then he's, then he's like, he's turned, he's turned. You don't turn. I'm actually surprisingly consistent if you go back. I praise Apple when they do things that I like. 
like putting proper cooling in their products or uh, including features that I think are really important. For, for a long time, it was hilarious watching you know people who were on Mac, yeah, especially back in the trash can days. So watching people who are on Mac just have be moving footage around using like these Thunderbolt storage enclosures. And I'm looking at it going like, what are you mad? That's like the craziest thing ever. 10 gig networking is it's attainable today. It can be shared. You can have your you can have your whole group working off of the same repository of data and it's all organized. And then you can easily back it up from one place. And they've got all these like dongles and external drives hanging everywhere. Like even at professional production houses I visited, I was like, what are you guys doing? You're just you're using like Thunderbolt? What, what are you nuts? Um, and so when Apple does things that I think are good, like adding 10 gig networking to the iPad Pro and to yeah. the Mac Mini, I was like, good job, Apple. What I'm consistent about is the things that I like and I think are good, like high speed networking connectivity and properly cooling devices. And, and that I, might not be the same as other people because I can, I can assume quite a few people out there didn't give a damn about 10 gig networking. 100%. 100% and power to them, but it's not that I hate Apple. I just hate some of the things that they do, and I think they're bad. Uh, and it's much the same with pretty much anyone. If they do something I think is bad, I'm not gonna like it. Uh, there was a particularly good one where someone said like, he's just like a, an Nvidia, uh, an Nvidia shill. He never criticizes Nvidia. It's like, really? <laughs> Are you serious? We're not sure if anybody cared about it because it's more like in the weeds on like the business end of things. But we got into NVIDIA's anti-competitive behavior with their partners, which is something almost nobody else is talking about when we reviewed the RTX 3070 because it's not good for the industry. And when we see things that are not good for the industry, we're going to call them out. It doesn't matter if you're Apple or NVIDIA or whoever the case may be. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think NVIDIA would agree with you being in an NVIDIA shill. Uh, I don't think they would feel that way. In my search for for uh, negative responses to that video, yeah. um, one of the things I did was check the comments on it, because uh, that's usually a, a good way to find stuff. And I actually didn't find much. It seems mostly isolated to a couple video responses in Twitter. Um, but one response that I found that I thought was... Um, quite funny oh i've lost it now no oh here it is um someone named radion but not spelt the way that amd radion is spelt uh, yeah. says linus apple is so far behind internet explorer our battle shall be legendary <laughs> what? i enjoyed that that was pretty good all right okay do you get it um no what is Internet Apple's Explorer? so far behind that the only thing they can like fight with right now is Internet Explorer because Internet Explorer is so far behind. Oh, lordy. Well, Internet Explorer is just dead. So there's that. <laughs> it's not exactly true of Apple. And I mean, they're they're doing great in, in certain ways. They're just not adapting to certain other things. I don't know. <sighs> Apple leads stuff a lot. Like when you see the, the headphone jack go away. And like everyone laughs at them and then immediately afterwards rips it off of yep. every device they possibly can. Like, yeah, I don't know. Display so. notches are another perfect example of that. It's like, you hate, you hate Apple because you criticize the notch. No, I criticize the notch everywhere. 
And I particularly criticize Apple because it's their bloody fault that the entire industry started thinking it was acceptable to put chunks in hanging out of there to bite chunks out of displays. I criticized Samsung for it. I criticized OnePlus for it. I, I would criticize anyone who releases a display that has a notch in it. I think it's stupid. What do you want from me? That has nothing to do with Apple. That has to do with Apple doing something boneheaded and me being frustrated because the entire rest of the industry can't have a single unique thought for themselves and they just do whatever Apple does. Yep, <laughs> it's been happening for years. Um, Cadu Souza says, Linus isn't a shill for anyone. He is an Intel fanboy, though. So how would you, what would make you say that someone is an Intel fanboy? Am I an Intel fanboy because I've used almost exclusively Intel for the last 10 years or so? Or am I just someone who knows how to evaluate if something performs well and used Intel because I could afford it? Because, newsflash, I'm now running AMD in my personal system. I'm now running AMD in my main server that is the backbone of our entire business at work, AMD Epic. Um, it, 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 do, you need a, like, do you need a stronger endorsement for AMD out of me? Like other than, oh, I, I'm running AMD in my uh, home theater rig, which is also my VR gaming rig. Like at what point does the evidence pile up and you just have to kind of discard your hypothesis. How far do we have to go? I think that just got it wrong. I, I, I think that comment just got it wrong. You're, you're clearly in an AMD show. See, that's the funny one. That's the funny one where you get accused of just like switching your shilling allegiance. Yeah, like, you no, did. you shouldn't. You put AMD in everything. Clearly you're a shill. You shouldn't have allegiance to any company because newsflash, they don't care about you at all. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Get this, get this. You know how AMD positioned themselves? I, I didn't even talk about this. I should have, I should have. Anthony so like didn't have it in his stuff. script and I was gonna like talk to him about it and be like, we should probably put this in. But I was like, ah, forget it. No, it's not that important, but maybe I should have talked about it. Um, AMD sort of positioned themselves as like a scrappy pro-consumer, you know, uh, brand. Uh, they, they, they made this image for themselves. Yeah, we've got free sync. It's like free. Yeah, NVIDIA, they're bad. G-Sync. Um, the truth of the matter is that AMD just didn't have the resources to build an ecosystem. So they relied on sort of supporting this more... Uh, see, the thing is, free sync is not technically the same thing as what we ultimately got, which was variable refresh rate. Um, FreeSync was a proprietary implementation of an open, uh, of an open technology. So it was like sort of open, but like also not quite. And it also didn't work as well. So what NVIDIA yeah. did was they went and they, all. they went and they invented something and AMD went, yep, it's, it's half baked, but it's free. Woo. We did a good job. Go AMD. Um, like that's the kind of thing AMD does. And as soon as AMD gets on top, and I've already said it before, but I guess I'll say it again, as soon as AMD gets on top, expect their behavior to change because they are still a company and they are still trying to make money. That is their top priority as a company because without it, they will not survive. 
and they almost didn't. And I'm, there are so many people at AMD that remember how hard it is to survive if you don't make any money. So what did AMD do? As soon as they had a performance lead, they raised their prices. What a surprise. Because you guys got to remember, and there's almost no one that I know who still remains from back in those days, but Intel didn't start the Extreme Edition crap. That wasn't Intel. That was AMD. AMD started it with the FX51. So you can go like, oh, oh, AMD good guy, Intel bad guy, but they both just want your money. And there are people at both of these companies, all of these companies, there are people that legitimately care, people that care about the consumer, people that will actually see a concern in a tweet or in an email and go, wow, I need to fix this because people's experience using these products matters to me. And, and I take pride in my work. But as an organization, you can't make any such assumption. It's just ridiculous. Oh, so Mohammed says, you... show them your Apple Watch. I wear this because I hate every Android wearable and I wear it just to be a troll. I'm literally an Apple customer. I sent you a bunch of the uh, branding and marketing that was used uh, for a little while there for AMD. I found this to be kind of insane. Uh, and they, they actually, at PAX, they actually had people walking around yeah. with these protest signs uh, with like different chants and stuff as if they were actually like staging a protest. Um, join the, join the, uh, you have dragged a URL. Is this even going to work? Let's see if this works. Hey, there you go. Join the Radeon Rebellion. You should be able to just click on them and then click open original. It should open in your browser. Control your own performance. Better read. Don't silence us uh, as if they're being like thought yeah. controlled or like there's no free speech. Free our async. Yeah, sure. VR whatever. is not just for the 1%. Join the Radeon Rebellion. No more rules. Control so, your own performance. Do you guys imagine for a second that like the marketing suits that come up with these campaigns are any different from the marketing suits at Intel or Apple who come up with these campaigns and slogans? They it's, might know more about their own hardware. It's just a brand. <laughs> it's just a brand. Sorry, I had to take that shot. All right. So I think I've exhausted everything that I have to say about that whole thing. It 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 is what it is and we'll we'll see how it goes i think these first gen ones are are probably going to be quickly forgotten and i think apple probably knows it um they've done it before and they'll who knows they'll probably do it again um uh, no i have one more thing to say and that's not just me like hating on apple and saying a first gen apple product is bad as a general rule if for if it's for real work i tend to avoid first gen products we yeah. almost always run a generation behind for our editing workstations at work. It's not that we don't need the performance. We've been running 8K footage for a long time now. We're moving to 12K very soon. We definitely need the performance, but what we don't like is dealing with early teething issues and nobody is immune to them, including Apple. They've had examples of great product launches. AirPods was a perfect example. And AirPods Pros, there is no doubt whatsoever that I am an AirPods Pro evangelist. I freaking 
love these things. I use them literally every single day. Even when I don't listen to music, I use my AirPods Pros because the noise cancellation is freaking fantastic. I just use it so that I can focus. Like these things have changed my life and I've gotten messages from other people telling me the same thing. I got this wonderful message from someone saying, uh, Linus, uh, you know, I'm not really an Apple kind of guy and you shouldn't be an anything kind of guy or an anything not kind of guy. You should keep an open mind is what you should do. But that's not what the message said. The message said, Look, I'm not really an Apple kind of guy, but based on your excellent review of the AirPods Pros, I bought them. And I am the type of person who tends to get overloaded in sort of overwhelming environments, like a, like a sensory, sensory overload type of person. Um, you know, I don't remember if they actually used a word like Asperger's or autism, but you could you could tell they were trying to say in their own way that they were somewhere on the spectrum and they had a really hard time in loud and overwhelming situations with crowds and lots of people. And they were just like buying AirPods Pros based on your recommendation, talking about using them, them this way changed my life. It reduced my anxiety. It made it so that when I'm out in public places, like in the mall, I can actually enjoy them now because the way that I use them a lot of the time is I'll have the noise and the noise cancellation active, even when I'm conducting a conversation with someone, because what it does is some people tend to be like too loud, like particularly my kids. I will be at home with my AirPods Pros in, with my noise cancellation active, because honestly, sometimes I've just had a long day and it takes the edge off. And it's nice. Same thing out in public. I've even used them uh, in situations like where there's very loud music playing, like in a, uh, like in a, um, like a, a live music venue. Even certain restaurants and stuff yep. make it like difficult to talk to each other. So, it's so loud. the bottom of the line is you can love a product, but you should never love a company because they will use that love and they will you. So I, uh, I, I have a very similar Apple story really? um, where I, my, I have like kind of weird ears and like most in-ear headphones don't stay in my freaking ears. Oh, that's true. Like, I remember like, that. Like the, the old mobile um, Apple headphones that were corded were like the only uh, like wired individual, uh, why can't the earbuds, they were the only earbuds that I could actually like use because right. the in-ears would always fall out and those were shaped more to the, the actual ear. So it would hold on better. Um, and I, I loved those. And then I got a pixel two, no headphone jack. And I'm like, well, I'm screwed now, but I just got AirPods, not pros pros. I don't know, but they probably wouldn't They're work pretty for great. me as well. Uh, but they probably wouldn't work for me as right, well. Right. Cause your ear canal issue. Yep. But I, but I got, AirPods in general, and they're freaking awesome. I love them. I use them all the time. They're great. Uh, Vexorian has a super chat in here. I've heard Apple makes Chromebooks now. You can't run real apps, so they run mobile apps. You know what? That's a good point, sort of. So because Apple has the clout to work with developers and get real apps developed for the M1 chip, I'm not expecting it to be quite that bad or take quite that long to transition, but it also is a valid criticism of what Apple's doing here that I have been very consistent about. I have consistently said, oh, Chromebooks. Well, they're nice as long as everything you do is in a web browser and you don't ever need to like do something unexpected. Uh, you know, like, there's all kinds of just like random applications that I will run in my, not daily life, but certainly in my, in my yearly life and just outright not being able to do it is a bummer. That's something that I hope 
that I hope Apple handles well with Rosetta 2. Um, so no, they're not as bad as Chromebooks, but they could have some of the growing pains of Chromebooks, which is something, again, that I have been cons completely consistent about. I didn't like it when Google did it, and now I'm going to be skeptical when Apple does it. Nothing wrong with it. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the PlayStation freaking 5 and the Xbox want a sponsor spot. series. You want to do a sponsor spot? You might want to. It's oh, six. what it's the six. hell? Have we been talking about this for... We've been talking about this for 40 minutes? Oh, yep. no. Okay. Um, well, that's problematic. We got a big problem today, Luke. We got a problem. Um, can I tell you about my problem? Yes. My problem is that I didn't copy over the assets for the sponsor spots. Okay, I can do something. Do you um, want to do something? Yeah. Do you want to do, you wanna do a, a topic that doesn't involve yes. me real quick? I mean, these are I, all great topics. So. Yeah. There is some great topics. I'm going to steal oh. one of them, but I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave the other ones. So the new consoles have launched. That's exciting. That's fun. There's some issues with both the Xbox and the PS5, which I will wait to discuss until Linus can jump on them. No, I'm just going to come right back. I have no way to fix this. My work machine oh. is down because my office is torn apart and being used as a set right can now. Can someone email it to you that has access? Uh, it's after work hours. I tend not to like to bother people. Tend not to like to bother people. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going oh, to. to make paper signs. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> no. Paint. I'm MS painting it. I'm yes. MS painting it. So uh, beautiful. Here we go, beautiful. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you I just let gotta people see the creation process. I gotta no, because I, I don't know what I got on my screen right now. I'm just gonna. I got. You know, I got, I got the, you know, early, early versions of some of my OnlyFans content that I'll be uploading soon. I don't want people to see them before I Photoshop off all of my thigh pimples and stuff like that. Yeah, good call. Good call. Got to get those thigh pimples. Um, okay, so what I'm going to jump into first, however, is that there's a new data usage record in the UK that kind of coincides with the console launch. Um, some of these games are freaking huge. People have been memeing about how big... Uh, Modern Warfare is for a long time, but it sounds like even if you had the disc, there was 65 gigabytes of updates um, once you 65 like, gigs of updates. And Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War, the preload for it is 130 gigabytes. Destiny 2 is 65 gigabytes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is 60 gigabytes. So if you had, you know, four games that you wanted to download and they happened to be those, and one of them was only an update, <laughs> you're looking at a lot of, uh, a lot of bandwidth. Uh, so the traffic, uh, the traffic on provider BT uh, peaked at 18 terabits per second. Their Holy previous record crap. was 17.5, which apparently coincided with the Warzone Season 4 launch. And wow. it is 30% higher than average just because of people downloading games. Maybe we're not ready wild. for an entirely discless future yet, Luke. I mean, do you ever consider that? Like, dang, that's freaking crazy. I, 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 mean, and I, I, will, I will fall back. I have been pointing this out for a long time. You and your physical discs. You nerd. I, you, you nerd. You nerd. You nerd. You, no, Starlink. Starlink's going to save us all. We're going to download. We're going to download games on starlink as long, as long as there's only a few of you in that area yeah exactly um, <laughs> if you're like by yourself way in the middle of nowhere yeah it's gonna be great um i'm actually really excited for starlink but 
anyways uh so, yeah like it it's you could very well if you bought one of these new consoles and you didn't have discs and you were downloading games that you already owned yeah you should be able to do that you could be waiting um, a week easy like easy and you could be data capped yeah like That's... to the point where you might have to just stop downloading your games and That's just wait until next month to rancid. keep downloading them. It's rancid, Luke. <laughs> maybe we'll get maybe we'll get um, like libraries. We'll start stocking like install discs for, oh. for oh games. Okay, glass half full. Glass half full. Okay, ready, Luke? Glass half full. Yeah. There's not that many exclusive launch titles for the new consoles anyway. Right, but so like you don't I have said, to buy that many games. <laughs> okay sure you don't have to buy that many games but you're probably not leaving your old console plugged in and playing off of it I don't you got know. your new shiny toy yeah that's in, true remove the old shiny toy re-download the stuff that you want to play it's not necessarily even buying new content because yeah i mean the list of games that i just said two old games one game that isn't released yet and only one game that just came out um but like if, if you were playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare on your old console and you got the new console and you're all excited about Black Ops coming out, you're probably going to download the current Modern Warfare. Well, you're going to try. <laughs> might take you a bit. <laughs> Just like it took me a bit to make these amazing sponsor lower thirds. First oh. up is a new sponsor, Jump oh, Cloud. Woo! Look at that. JumpCloud offers a cloud directory platform that gives users a single identity for their email, apps, networks, and even their work device, whether it's Mac, Windows, or Linux. JumpCloud gives IT admins a single pane of glass to configure and secure those devices, set policies for MFA, full disk encryption, screensavers, and more, and even offers remote onboarding and offboarding so it can go from hours to under five minutes. Pretty important in pandemic land. I mean, trying to like get someone out of your organization and devices and stuff like that when they're like remote that's that's kind of that's actually kind of scary that's something i never really like thought about like we don't really terminate a lot of people on bad terms so it's not really something i think about but if you were doing that and they've just like got these devices and you have no way of administrating them, that would be kind of sucky. JumpCloud yeah. puts zero trust security within reach for organizations of any size and reimagines the relationship between the user identity, their work device, and their access to resources. Access is securely granted based on a trusted identity, trusted device, and trusted network. So if you're looking for a directory that supports heterogeneous OSs, or you just need SSO, MDM, LDAP, MFA, or all of the above, JumpCloud will make your job easier. Try it out for yourself at jumpcloud.com. The show is also brought to you today by... Here we go. Uh, yes, I would like to remove JumpCloud.com. SteelSeries! Da -da 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 -da. The SteelSeries Aerox 3 Wireless is ultra light at just 66 grams. Dang. That is really light. Like, what, what, what even is that? That's like, hold on a minute, 66 grams. So that's 0 0.06 of a kilo, which is 2.2 pounds. Luke, help me out here. How much is that in pounds? Sorry, say again? Uh, 66 grams. So it's one of the lightest mice available using their Quantum Wireless 2.0 for nearly zero latency. 
it's 2.4 gigahertz, or you can flip it over to Bluetooth if you're willing to give up some latency for compatibility. It boasts 200 hours of battery life, USB-C fast charging with 40 hours of battery life in just 15 minutes of charging, and their Aqua Barrier technology, making it the first IP54 dust and splash-resistant gaming mouse. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I definitely need a splash-resistant mouse, if you know what I mean. Go to steelseries.com slash Aerox to check out the Aerox 3 wireless today. What is 66 grams in pounds? It is uh, 0.145505 pounds. Thank you. That was exactly the number of decimals that I needed. I knew you had my back. <laughs> and the show is also brought to you by Ridge Wallet. Now, I have a normal Ridge Wallet lower third, but in the interest of being consistent, I decided to make them an MS Paint one as well. Stop carrying around pointless items in your pocket, like receipts, old hotel room keys, or spent gift cards. Ridge Wallet helps you carry less. They use two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic so you can keep your cards tightly together but still accessible. They're RFID blocking, and they offer a lifetime guarantee with Ridge Wallets available in aluminum, carbon fiber, and titanium. They don't just sell wallets. They have battery banks, bags, smartphone covers, and more, and you can use offer code Linus to save 10% on everything at ridge.com slash Linus. Also, are you, is that all the sponsor spots? That's it. That's all. Okay, I learned something What'd you uh, learn? while you were doing those. I was, I was a, a little bit wrong Potentially, I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but I'll, I'll better make an apology well. video. Here it comes, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Luke's need, first apology the, video in I need years. The, the white doors. Yeah. Um, so I. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, apparently, I, I was I was talking about how like you'd have to download your your old games, right? Yes. Apparently, you can data transfer over Wi-Fi. And is it the same game? I guess yeah. there'd be a lot of shared assets. That's pretty cool. And you can transfer your save files that way too, over LAN again. So you, it doesn't have to like cloud sync stuff like that. You can transfer your 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 games and their saves over Wi-Fi. It seems with both of them. I haven't looked into uh, like exact feature parity across the board, but I know with the Xbox and again PlayStation might be able to do this. I don't know, but with the Xbox, uh, if you like can't have them both plugged in and on Wi-Fi at the same time for some reason or something, you could use an external hard drive. And you can back the stuff up onto the external hard drive and then load it onto the Series X with the external hard drive. So there is there is multiple ways to do that. And I would highly recommend that you do that instead of trying to download all of those things. That is a much better way of doing it. And I'm very happy that both consoles uh, support at least some form of doing that. Okay, hold on a second. We might have one Dave Lee I, hanging I, around I, I, in our I, chat here. What is Mr. Dave Lee doing in the chat? Sorry if I said Wi-Fi cable. It's late. It's late where you're from, sir. I think maybe you should go get some sleep, Mr. Dave is Lee. Is he here to roast you about, about Apple stuff? He wants me to 1v1 him rust. Oh, and dude. I can't, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can, uh, I don't know if I can turn down a, a 1v1 me rust request. Unfortunately, unless I, was, unless I was hallucinating, I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Dave Lee and I played Apex a while back, and that was actually super fun. I am, uh, I am, we should play again. I unfortunately appear to have misplaced his phone number, which is a little bit embarrassing. Uh, so, Dave, if you still have mine, feel free to give me a call. You want to talk? You want to talk M1 on the WAN show? I think people haven't had enough of it by this point. Actually, JK, they probably have, but I'm I'm down. I'm down, dude. I'd love to I'd love to hear 
yeah i think that would be that would be awesome i'm down dude uh why don't we talk about the consoles in the meantime because i'm actually not sure if oh you know what oh i do have them uh i do have them here all right all right you should also be able to exchange information on on twitter um, yeah that's that's what that's what occurred to me and i just confirmed i do in fact have them on origin so i must not have been hallucinating we must have actually done that all right that was fun um was so oh never mind oh we got a call from uh toronto ontario canada i i heard those guys Here think we go. that uh, i heard they think they're the center of the universe but uh they didn't realize that that's actually new york they're just like <laughs> discount discount new york hey dude all right how you uh how you doing there bud i'm good i've never actually watched your wan show like live i've seen it i've seen it uh like recorded a few times like here and there but i've never actually clicked on a live show before so you come I, you come I, right on my show and you disrespect me like that right out of the gate you know what i should have known this was coming i should have known this was coming the west is always forgotten by you people oh my god yeah i actually didn't watch a show until the very tail end of it like i think uh john he tweeted it that that you're doing the show live and i was like man i gotta see what he's got to say but i'm one I missed it though. I'll, I'll be serious. If there, is there anything you said? I I need like a <laughs> five second recap. All right, all right. Do you hate it or do you or do you like it? I don't anything it. It's not out. Oh, oh, so you you think it's actually not out? Okay. <laughs> I if I don't have it in my hands, if it's, it's not, not a, out. Okay. it's not out. Okay, okay. It's not out. Okay, so I think I think the review embargoes go up next week, but. I'm surprised that you don't see the, I mean, okay, look, I guess sure. you don't love Apple stuff. I've, I feel you there. I'm I've, I've okay. Hold on a second. Hold on. Okay. Cause I covered yeah. this earlier. What don't okay. I love about Apple stuff? What do you know? Do you know that I daily drive Apple products? Okay. A, I think the big one for both of us, they're either lack of right to repair or the elements of that, that stuff sucks. It does. Either pricing. I don't even think the pricing's that bad. But you when's don't hate the, Tesla, when's... and they they fight against right repairs. I don't love well. their pricing. Let's be real here. Well, hold on like, a second. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. How did how did you just flip the script on me? Because here I am <laughs> defending Apple. The iPhone SE okay. is a compelling product, and yes. let's look at the smartwatch market. Okay, the new smartwatch, the new SE smartwatch, is basically no compromises as long as you're one of those people who doesn't believe that an Apple Watch should be a watch first and foremost, and that it's okay yeah. for it to not have an always-on display. Well, compared okay, so to it's, any it's, Android device, it's it's a way better value. Sure. So in 2020, they brought out like two good products, two reasonably priced products. I would agree with you there. But for the vast majority of their of their company history, they've just been pretty expensive. What competes with AirPods Pro? I mean, you got Sennheiser. They're even more expensive. No, I'm talking with active noise cancellation that is actually good and doesn't put a bunch of pressure on your eardrums. Then I would say no. But I'm not. A, I'm not a, a silicon tip guy. I like hard tip. And there's so many good hard tip earbuds out there. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, you were saying that I I don't okay. love Apple. Okay. The only thing I the only thing I saw was your was your uh, what's it called. The, the regular video, not the beginning of this show. Sure. I watched a few minutes of your um, your M1, like, pre-preview or kind of early thoughts on it. Sure. Do you, do you feel like he, you, don't, you don't believe in it? I don't believe, don't I don't believe in That's what I don't believe in. I don't believe in unlabeled graphs. 
Yeah, but everybody does it. NVIDIA. No, AMD, they don't. They actually come do not. On. No, come on, nothing. Come they actually drives. don't. They actually don't. I'm serious, okay, Dave. Do you watch that. NVIDIA keynotes? Look, I do. But if you looked at the, if you looked at uh, Apple's graphs, you uh -huh. looked at the fine print. They did actually label later the the CPU. Later. Oh, did it, was it later? Yes, okay. it was. But I went to their website and I was like, this was actually they specified the specific CPU. Yes, later. And okay. and a lot of those quote unquote specific CPUs just say like Core i3. They don't say the actual model and they don't specify yeah. what device it's actually installed in, which matters a lot. If there's anything Apple's taught us over the years, it's that a poor thermal solution can really hamper the performance of a given chip. No. <laughs> okay. I, I agree with you there. Listen, I'm just saying that they, they delivered, there, there was like confidence in their delivery. There... I, I, I genuinely think that this is going to be a legitimate like it's going to be a thing for them. Okay, thing. you are about to you're about to get wrecked because Apple also <laughs> confidently delivered unapologetic plastic. Unapologetic what plastic? Unapologetically plastic. Unapologetically plastic was the original iPhone SE. That's what their phrasing was. Dude, do you even cover Apple? <laughs> what, what unapologetically plastic? What are you talking about? That was how Johnny Ive described the iPhone SE, unapologetically plastic or whatever his accent sounds like. I don't, I don't remember. It was hilarious. It was so bad. Apple sells anything, no matter how bad it is, like it's the best thing since sliced bread. And what I get frustrated with is them being even more vague than usual. They were even more vague than usual. And people just ate it up. No. Vagueness should not be accepted. Okay, I think that the reason why I think their angle on oh, this... Sorry, 5C, not not the original SE. Sorry, 5C. Oh, the 5C. Yeah, yeah. my bad, my okay. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, the, the SE was plastic. I didn't realize. Was he talking about the front? Okay. Nope, okay. no, SE's, SE's great. The, the reason why I think they went on a on a bizarre angle on this in terms of like how they pitched the performance, especially for someone like you who's... You get sweaty with this stuff, right? You know this stuff intimately. You look at these charts and you're like, what the F? Like, this means nothing to me. I really think that all the performance metrics, like I spoke of, as you know, it, it's it's not the way that, it's not the traditional performance can be looked at. We don't even have the ability, like even reviewers, like, right? We don't even have the ability to kind of test new M1 stuff the way that we traditionally would. Then they should shut it's up and not talk about it. That was simple. About performance? Yeah. Then they should focus on real world performance. They should focus on things, and they did do some of it, and I did acknowledge it. Things like instant on. That is a performance metric, absolutely. But to imagine for a second that there's not gonna be any way to objectively evaluate this stuff, I think is foolish. Of no, course there, there will be. There just aren't really very be. many good tools on the Mac. Exactly. And a big there problem is. we're going to have is that if we don't have applications to run and we don't have benchmarking tools, we're just taking Apple's freaking word for it and they can't even put numbers on their graph. I mean, do they? are they even able to measure it? I'm sure they can. Well, why? But, I, but they can't. Well, I mean, like, let's say... Why are you sure? Like, I mean... Because I'm sure they have tools that we will never have access to. Well, why don't they provide them then? 
You know what NVIDIA did recently? This was incredible. Yeah, I saw. NVIDIA, I saw. so Powerful. well, for the people That's who didn't, cool. for the people who didn't see it, NVIDIA released their own internal tools for measuring your click to photon latency, which is one of the key, key measures of the smoothness of your gaming experience, as well as their own internal tools for measuring the isolated power consumption of a graphics card. They, they released these tools. Why? Because they were confident that if reviewers were equipped with proper tools, their products would come out on top. That's why NVIDIA released those tools and AMD didn't. AMD has those tools. They didn't release them. Okay, but okay, listen. I'm not saying that Apple to one is amazing. I, I, I really am not. Well, you can't because you don't have it yet yeah, unless you do. Right, right. But I do think based on the very early kind of data we have on this stuff right now, it feels way more promising than anything we've seen from like, you know, uh, Surface Pro X with their ARM their ARM uh, implementation. And same with like the Qualcomm stuff. Yeah, but have I didn't even cover stuff? Surface Pro X. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, like I, I have, right? I've, I've reviewed Surface Pro X. I've reviewed like the, the sure. Qualcomm ARM laptops. Those are so bad. It's like these things shouldn't even be on the market. But, but I, I feel like this Apple version of it, it's it has potential. It legitimately has potential to me. So it sounds to me like you and I are 100% on the same it. page. We're totally on the okay. same page we because are. so you you I evaluate you out, so I was just joking with the one v one rust so you oh no i know i know that's a meme so my point is okay. you reviewed those products and you said these are so bad they shouldn't be on the market yes. i did you one better i didn't even oh, review them, you didn't even review them. <laughs> they weren't even worth me picking up because i already knew the answer and i was like yeah nobody should care about these they don't even deserve the coverage on my channel that bad see i I, I wanted them to be good, particularly Microsoft's version of it. Like if I thought of Windows, you know, they, they had this whole thing with like they worked with ARM to develop this chip and they're like, I believed it. You know what? I Sorry, think I'm just I more jaded. I think I'm just more you know jaded what? than you, dude. Cause like I, I used the Surface RT right at launch, right at and launch. You, the first, you it. And it you was, got, you got fooled. It was utterly worthless. I, you know what? As part of my preparation for this WAN show, I actually went yeah. back and I watched my original video of the Surface ARM version, the okay. first Surface. And I was like, yeah, okay. okay, am I just being totally unfair to Apple? Like, was I way more positive about it when Microsoft did it? And I went back and I watched it and went, yeah, I was more positive about it. But I don't think it's because it was Microsoft and because it was Apple, because I'm just as down on ARM on Windows devices these days as I am about uh, more down, actually, compared to how I feel about what it's going to be like on the Mac, because I do think Apple will figure it out, which if you'd watch to right. the end of my video, you would know that I did say. Um, There's too many ads, dude. It's, I, it was like it was Russian dolls of ads. It's just that. <laughs> I'll own that. I'll own that. I'm not even going to apologize for it. You should um, subscribe on Floatplane. No ads on Floatplane. Yeah. So, hey, Dave, since uh, since I've got you, um, do yeah. you want to go ahead and subscribe on Floatplane? It's just $5 a month. You get uh, early access as well as exclusive behind the scenes. That uh, might give you some ideas for how to run your own operation over there. To your to your channel? To your channel on Floatplane? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. It's five bucks, five bucks. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. There you go. Say, see, see, look at that. There, there you go. Ads work. To, to all the listeners, I actually genuinely believe Floatplane is pretty cool. Well, thank I, you. I personally can't do it, but I've I've scoped around on there, and for the content creators that are on there, they're actually on there. It's an awesome service. 
Well, thank you. Appreciate that. So Thanks, I think Dave. that's the difference is I'm just more jaded than you. We're both in exactly the same position thinking that Apple's implementation is definitely going to be better than what Microsoft and Samsung and Qualcomm and whoever else have done. Um, right. And we both need to reserve judgment for when we can actually try the new Macs and see what software compatibility is like and performance mm -hmm. for non-native software. And, uh, I mean, that's all that matters. Really. And I heard that you I actually didn't watch your video yet. I was planning to, though, because I heard you're on the same page as me about these things ultimately getting abandoned. That M1's going to get dumped? Yeah. I'm definitely not on the same page with you there. Really? So you think I they're going to get so a full... In. You think they're going to get a full support cycle? These first-gen yeah. first gen devices? Dude, if, if they don't, think about how much... Like, I know Apple's rich. Think about how many billions they've sunk on this right now what? oh no that's not what i'm talking about that's not what i'm talking oh, about oh, no no sorry. they're sticking with arm i mean m1 yeah. oh yeah oh dude i'm i 100 yeah i would be surprised if they go like six months it is the worst surprised. oh they'll go more than six months i mean even apple watch series zero got a couple of watch os updates and they called it Series Zero. They literally, oh. revisionist history got rid of it. <laughs> series so Zero. I thought, meant, like, I thought you meant when there's going to be like a next iteration of it. Oh, no. They will absolutely have a higher performance chip coming. And I, honestly, I think part yeah. of why I was so disappointed was because yeah. I don't pay much attention to rumors because I just, right. I get tired of it. And I was okay. expecting, I was expecting more like you know, uh, a 12 core or a 16 core chip. Yeah, something massive. So I was I... expecting in, if they were going to put it in something that they called MacBook Pro, I was expecting it to be not an iPad. And there's nothing yeah, wrong with no, the I... iPad. I got you. But it's not a MacBook I Pro. exactly that. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I absolutely love that you called into the show today. We never do guests anymore. This was an absolute blast. Uh, 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 Dave, Dave Lee is brought to you by my iPhone 12 Pro here, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Just holding this up for the camera. Mr. I hate Apple so much, I can't even, you know, touch their products, apparently. Um, Do you like their phone? This phone? It's fine. It's a phone. Uh, I, I love the HDR video recording. Um, I touched on that in my, in my unboxing of it. I was absolutely blown the f*** away. It's pretty fire. It's, it's pretty fire. It's unreal. Everything else about yeah. it is like... Yeah, it's definitely a phone. Well, I wouldn't call it mediocre. It's fine. It's well, just there's a, there's a lot of good yeah. phones now. Like, exactly. it's hard to compel people to upgrade their iPhones these days. Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. upgrade? It's not like it's not like the flat edges, Linus. What? Haven't you seen the flat edges? No, I'm joking. I've seen that they're sharp. They're not even comfortable. <laughs> I don't even like it better. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, I guess. I'm kidding. All right. Thanks for okay. calling in, dude. Cool. You have a wonderful okay. evening. You too. Good night. All right. Take care. See All right. So basically, it sounds like we're on the same page. <laughs> I think a lot of times situations like that just require um, immediate back and forth discussion, voice calls. That type of stuff. And I think that was that was really cool. I'm really stoked that you I'm gonna let you in. finish, but did you just actually say that to me? What do you mean? Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, if I, I do had it a now. If I'm I, on board now, okay? If, if I had a dollar board, for every okay? time Luke gave me an excuse for something not getting done, 
not getting done or not being able to figure something out because he hadn't heard back from an email yet. I would, I wouldn't even have to make videos anymore. Okay. The number of times I have told that guy, pick up a phone and just talk to people to get the problem solved. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I do the same thing now. I've, I've adopted totally, fully, uh, totally onboarded because it works. And like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes it can be uncomfortable, but the uncomfortable portion usually lasts for like five to 30 seconds. Way less painful. And then, and then you're almost always much more like uh, actually functioning together as a unit to solve or discuss a problem. Like, exactly. it, it, like it, it's you, you move so much quicker. The first hello can be kind of rough because you, you can hear it in their voice sometimes like, oh, why is this person talking to me? Or I don't want to talk on the phone right now or whatever. But then yep. you transmit across that it's important and usually people jump on board. So I don't know. Yeah, you got me for sure. It's hilarious to hear you say that. I am on that team now for sure. Well, unfortunately, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was trying to, and you know this, I was trying to hunt for a call in like that whole show. Um, and then Dave just appears out of nowhere. That was Dave beautiful. showed up right in the chat. That Love was beautifully, it. unapologetically a phone call. Yep. Um, so we've kind of run out of time here, ladies and gentlemen, which is really unfortunate because there is a bunch of really cool stuff we had wanted to talk about today. Should we or blow through a few of these it? topics? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the new consoles have launched. There are some issues. Some Xbox owners are complaining about weird noises, possibly from fan blades clipping on something. Um, some there have issues. Also, this isn't in the doc. I want to yeah. post this just because the video has been going out a lot. There are fake videos going out. Um, someone, I, I don't know if some of them are maybe real, but at least one of the videos and the one that I think has probably circulated the most of the Xbox video with smoke coming out of the top of it mm. is super fake. It was called out by quite a few people. I'm not the first person to call it out, but uh, it seems like a decent amount of people seem to think that it's legit. Uh, that one in particular, not legit. Okay. Uh, there might be other ones that are, I'm not sure. So look out uh, for hoaxes, basically. Yes, and this happens like every console launch. Fanboys of yep. one side try to make some stuff up about the other side. The fact of the matter is both sides are having some amount of problems, which shouldn't be surprising to anyone. Uh, the Xbox ones, like Linus just mentioned, is like potentially fan blades clipping. It's just making some weird noises in general. Um, it's having issues with the optical drive not taking in discs. And many Xboxes were shipped without um, like padding or bubble wrap, just a box inside a bigger box, which mm -hmm. is not, not awesome, especially because some people like their console boxes being pristine over time. The PS5 has had storage issues. Uh, game reviewer ACG reports that PS5 has been bricked as a result of the same storage rebuild issues that other reviewers have corroborated. He appears to be the first slash only one uh, to have the whole console bricked. So other people are just having some, some Dang. Uh, various issues. And it seems to be a uh, rebuild database bug. Uh, That's rough. I'm sure they will probably fix, but it does suck right now. And I'm sure if your console gets bricked that way, they will replace it. Um, others encounter, have encountered uh, similar issues when putting the system in rest mode during play of Spider-Man Remastered specifically and when performing data transfers from the PS4 that sucks uh, <laughs> yeah that's unfortunate but yeah so unsurprisingly new thing is having some amount of issues really close to launch 
that happens. It's almost like that's a thing that happens all the time. Uh, in other news, smart access memory is not exclusive to AMD. So uh, confirming what many suspected when AMD made the announcement at the second Where Gaming Begins event in October, Radeon 6000 is not the only GPU capable of using smart access memory. Um, basically, it's a technique where the CPU is given full access to the GPU's memory simultaneously rather than in 256 meg chunks, which is what you're stuck with without the feature. So smart access memory is just AMD's marketing term for PCI Express resizable bar, a standard that was introduced to the PCI Express spec as of Gen 4 in 2017. It does not actually require Gen 4 though, so it could be backported to previous gener generation GPUs, we just don't know if it will. Anyway, it's not exclusive to AMD, they're just the first to capitalize on it. So ahead of the Radeon 6000 launch on November 18th, Nvidia made a statement to press that they are working on implementing support for the feature in their PCIe Gen 4 based RTX 30 series graphics cards, bringing them up to speed. What we don't know is whether or not it will actually work on AMD's Ryzen 5000 series platform, because my understanding is that the platform itself has to support it. And I don't know if that support is going to be explicitly for one GPU or another GPU or how that um, is supposed to work. So that'll be That'll be pretty fascinating. It's really funny. Uh, this is an Anthony Young note. He writes, it's funny that NVIDIA is on the other side of the company claims new feature as their own, but really it's just an upcoming industry standard game. See also tessellation, yeah. ray tracing, variable rate shading, mesh shaders, basically anything that's defined in uh, DirectX 12 Ultimate. That's a really good note. That's uh, that's really funny. I, I love that guy. What a, what a great guy. Isn't he great? Um, and we had a really good topic um, around user benchmark getting blasted on social media. I think we did actually tease it at the beginning of the show. My we apologies. We are not going to do that. We're going to reuse it for next week when we're going to have more time to really sink our teeth into that one because that's a really, really big topic. And Luke and I need to play video games tonight. So unfortunately, we just can't. Um, we can't wait that long. Um, so there's a couple more housekeeping items. First of all, I had a couple of people ask who was that guy who called into the show. So I'm spamming the chat right now with the link to Mr. Dave Lee's man. channel. He's kind of the man with the plan, especially when it comes to laptops and mobile devices. Um, let's go ahead and hit float plane chat up with those as well. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, is that working? Apparently I'm not allowed to post links. Ah, there they go. There's just a slight delay there. You working on that, Luke? Uh, so there you go. That's uh, Mr. Dave Lee's channel, Dave2D. And there was something else that I had wanted to... Ah, yes! Ah, yes! Intel PC Tech Support Challenge number two is coming. RGB edition. I will be co-hosting with Dimitri from Hardware Canucks, and Christopher Yee will be going up against the Toasty Bros. Hey. Now, the Toasty cool. Bros are two people, <clears throat> so they're going to have to tag each other out. You know, like WWF not like World Wildlife Federation or Fund or whatever, you know, like what WWE used to be. You know, WWF style, you know, got to tag in, tag out of the tag team match. Anyway, the point is we are sending each contestant a quality RGB gaming rig, which we messed up before we sent it. Intel is sponsoring it again this time around, and we'll be putting on an absolutely insane giveaway. I apparently get to tell you now, they are giving away 200 200 Core i9-10900K golden sample processors with cryo coolers. 
What? That's no, pretty intense. No applause? No applause? That's like that's like a hundred and fifty grand worth of hardware or something like that. Wait, what? Did I miss something? Two hundred ten nine hundred Ks with cryo coolers. Okay. I forgot the two. I didn't hear the 200. There's part. 200 of them. <laughs> I just heard the 10, 900 K. I thought it was one. Do not Jeez. miss that stream. Be there or be square. November Jeez. 24th, 10 30 AM Pacific time streaming to float plane, YouTube and Twitch. That's actually like even a decent chance. Yeah. Compared to like, right. Giveaways. It wow. was supposed to be an LTX thing, Rip. Ah, really? so we're repurposing it. We're using it for this stream. It's going to be flipping. What is, what is it? What is the term? Poggers? Poggers? Is that <laughs> is that the correct so. slang? Yeah. Does that yeah. work? It'll be super poggers. All right. It's going to be it's going to be poggers. All right. Uh, we've got time for just a handful of super chats. Uh, Michael Kruger watching while I design a solar preheat domestic hot water system for a U.S. government consulate in classified. I recently applied for one of your open positions. Is 50 US dollars enough for you to respond to me? Okay. So we had a lot of people um, who do not have Canadian work permits apply for our positions. The problem is that if you don't have a Canadian work permit, you can't work in Canada. And unfortunately, importing you is not as easy as you might think. If you manage to get a work permit, we'd be happy to consider you for the position. But if you didn't manage to get a work permit, we basically immediately threw your application in the garbage. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Ilya asks, Sarah's first PC build when? I actually sent out an email about that today. Uh, I asked her if she wants to do her own PC build as a follow-up to Secret Shopper with a kind of a cool twist on it. So instead of me just like hand-holding uh, like I did when Max built her first PC, I would actually act as like forum sort of advice. So the expectation would be that she actually has to sit and figure out the components on her own. And then every time she has to post a question to me and wait for a response, there's going to be like a, like a, like a 20 minute penalty or something like that, you know, because it does take time. To oh do research God, it would in be that really form. Really funny if so we, you made the responses as like nineteen-year-old Linus. Yeah, well, nineteen-year-old Linus was actually very thorough and very helpful on computer forums. So I would have to dial it back a little bit. Oh, I thought I thought you would have been a little aggressive. I, I was no, no. I was actually like, uh, I was definitely a memer, but I like cared and still care. I cared a lot about people like getting the best computer for their money. I got real mad when people were like fanboys and stupid. Um, oh, okay. So there were definitely people I fought with. More specifically just about that then. Okay. Yeah. So, and that still makes me mad because it's still stupid. Um, yeah. It don't, it don't change. But basically the idea is... Oh, we're, we've... we're not going to go back to the M1 conversation, yeah, okay? Yeah, we're not. At, we're fine. So we're going back to... Wait, it is not. Did Elon change the Canadian pricing to be 69420 We tweeted at him about that. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Maybe, oh, maybe the S is, but we had tweeted about the Y. It doesn't, doesn't matter. The point is, um, the way it'll work is when she's done, we'll look at how long it took her to kind of like research it on her own as someone who's never done it before, and then get her to make the final call. If you haven't built a PC before, should you just buy a pre-built? And she can pick, having sat through the experience with all of these SIs, she can pick which one she would have chosen, and uh, she can also compare her pre-built one or her uh, her self-built one. 
So I think it should be, I think I know who's going to win because honestly, if you don't already know how to build a computer, it's like kind of a waste of time uh, to learn how for the purposes of just like building your own rig because it doesn't actually cost that much to have someone else do it for you if you pick a good SI. But I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what she thinks. Maybe she'll have enough fun during the process that she'll be into it. Uh, Brandon says, shout out to Nick Light and the support team at LTT Store. They went above anything I expected. I really appreciate it. They might think it's a small gesture, but I appreciate it more than they know. Hey, thanks, Brandon. Um, Matthew says, Linus is right. I have no idea what you're talking about. So hopefully I was actually right, and I'm not going to be making an apology video. Uh, Draxinator, intentionally or not, I generally start WAN show about five minutes after it goes live and then skip through the ads. So I figured this would be some fair compensation. Hey, thanks. Thanks for the super chat. Um, I still don't know why people send super chats. There's been a whole lot of talk about this in the Twitch community in particular lately with some prominent streamers just like turning off uh, bits and uh, donations and super chats and all kinds of stuff. And the funny thing is, you guys already know that I don't respond to the vast majority of them. I just try to do like a few at the end of the show. Maybe we need a better system for this. I don't know. Do you guys want me to just turn them off? Like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the right answer here is, because I can't monitor the chat as a whole. It moves way too fast. This, this would never work, but what would be really cool is if I could get a feed of them on my side and like press approve or deny and if i pressed approve they would like kind of slide up on the bottom of the screen so you could have like live promoted comments but that would take a lot of work yeah i don't i don't know what the best way to handle cool. it is because you can't have all of them show up because people could put stuff in there that would be extremely not okay to be on screen most people seem um, to want them turned off so all right i'll yeah i'll, I'll consider it i'll consider it you should have a super chat war to see if they should be turned off or not. Floatplane, unsurprisingly, wants me to only respond to Floatplane. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's the only time I look at YouTube stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, Nikoshev says, why eGPU is not supported? M1 is an SOC, integrating most of the components of the computer. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it can't have enough PCI Express lanes to run an eGPU. And if it has Thunderbolt, I guess... So the truth is, I don't know that much about what differentiates USB 4 from Thunderbolt. And Intel themselves have been kind of vague about it. So I guess we'll have to see. I don't necessarily think that your theory is correct. Uh, we're going to have to wait for the truth to come out on that one. Ryan Duffy asks, could a good networking card improve ping slash stability versus motherboard onboard? Very, very unlikely. Uh, but Robotech says, Hey Linus, I've seen all LMG videos since whole room water cooling. It's a long time ago. Uh, just wanted to say hi and let you know, I love what you do. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Yuan says giving a computer science point of view, Linus isn't technically wrong. The truth is the arm architecture just isn't there. I'll always simp for Linus, love or hate him. These are iPads that went to the gym. Well, okay. It's not that simple. The thing that we haven't seen before is, and that is unique about this situation, is that Apple with the iPhone and iPad has got over 10 years of experience under their belts building these chips, and their developer community has over 10 years of experience building high performance and well-optimized apps for them. So no, 
this will be a success. I mean, there's no way Apple goes back. So it's either going to be a success or they will call it a success one way or the other. Um, but it's not going to be a disaster eventually. Gridos says, I purchased a keyboard t-shirt in the wrong color. LTT support sent me the correct one, um, but I decided to keep both. So here's the money for the second order. Oh, thank you. Uh, all right. I decided to keep both? Robert Mail says, disable super chats. Do it. You won't. He sends a super chat like almost every, uh, almost every WAN show. Uh, well, I think they were giving him the option to um, send it back or pay more maybe i'm actually not sure i don't I'm, i don't know but he basically sent a super chat for the amount of the keyboard so thanks Congratulations, google <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right that's pretty much it for the show today thank you guys for tuning in i actually had a great time today it was really fun having dave on the show we should really go back to bring on guests yeah. more often we will yeah. see you again next week same bat time same bat channel bye Man, I was hoping someone would call in because I honestly couldn't find anything. Like, I found, like, a couple tweets and there was a video. I didn't really want to sit and watch a whole video live. But, like, usually on something like that, like, you read the comments on that video and you can find stuff. But the comments were just, like, 80-plus percent of it was just memes. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one really seemed to care. The like or dislike on the video is, like, pretty strong. That's fine. Like, Below average, but it's fine. Yeah. But that, I think that's going to happen literally anytime you do anything with Apple, whether it's positive or negative or accurate or inaccurate, like it's always going to be a little bit lower than it's polarizing. Exactly.